Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. Today, we are getting into the nitty-gritty of scouting, talking about this interior defensive line group, discussing some of our favorite players, some players that you should know about that maybe are some lesser-known guys, and then also guys that are a little bit overrated right now. We're going to get to all that, talking about these defensive tackles and interior defensive linemen. Before we get to that, folks, I want to talk to you about bet online the super bowl is right around the corner and if you are looking to place a bet on any of the sports going on betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in from game spreads and totals and to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online and there's always the online casino as well it never closes don't be like me folks don't be the guy that knows more about football than anyone else in your friend group and not putting money down and then giving your friends that advice to make their own bets and make their money. Don't be that guy. Don't sit on the sidelines. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, guys, let's get into talking about this interior defensive line group. We finally have surpassed the college football season the nfl season is getting really close to being done which means we are in full draft mode right now we are in the the countdown towards april 29th meaning we need to get through all these position groups fill everybody in on what they need to know and then also addressing various headlines taking a 50-foot view of this interior defensive line group how would you guys describe this group as a whole in terms of the depth and the overall talent? Because the overall thing that I've gotten from this group, and part of the reason why this is the first one we're doing, is it's not that strong of a position group compared to others. It's not as deep. It also doesn't have any blue chip talent in it. Not like last year when we had Derek Brown. So Ryan, let's head to you first. What do you say about this class? How would you describe it? Do you want the honest truth or do you want a politically correct statement? Uh, just lie to us. Don't. T- no one wants to know the truth. Now, yes, give us the, the, the honest truth. It's bad. It's really, really bad. There's a couple players I like, man. Like, I mean, that's every class, though, every position. You can find a couple guys that you clamor towards that you like, that you're like, developmental pops- possibilities. I can get behind this. But it's not good, man. It's the, in my opinion, it is the weakest position group in the 2021 NFL draft right now. And I don't see anybody that is av- av- available to declare this year that is really going to change that. You got a couple nice guys at the top, but there is nobody that I would consider in a top 10 to 15 range, like in a vacuum. Some guys get pushed up maybe because there's just nobody there. 
And then depth-wise, there's just a lot more question marks than than answers right now, and it is it's a little concerning. Yeah, I think you get a many different styles uh, with this class. You don't see a lot uh, in previous classes, but like Joe mentioned, like Ryan mentioned, there's no top blue chip talent. You know, you had you you've had Derek Brown and Javon Kinlaw last year, Quinnen Williams the year before that, who was a top three guy in the class for most people, and you just don't see that with this year's class. And then Usually when you don't have that blue chip guy, at least you have some depth to, you know, hang your hat on. But there's really not that either. There's a lot of different styles. There's a lot of different flavors of interior defensive linemen, whether you want that big old two gapping zero tech or you want that, you know, real quick twitch three tech. But all of these guys are developmental guys. I don't see very much polish in this group. And that's what what we're lacking. It's a lot of projection from the top down. I mean, even if you look at the top guys, there's there's development that needs to be done. Yeah, and I will say, I, I, I feel vindicated, though. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but in the summer... You always pat yourself wrote, on ever, the back. No, I'm not right. patting myself on the back. In the, summer, in the summer, not so much in this podcast, but people on Twitter are like, oh, Marvin Wilson, same tier as Derek Brown. I was like, no, not, not a chance, not a chance. 2019 Derek Brown, um, Marvin Wilson was not nearly as good as Derek Brown, and people just kept, nope, look, watch the tape. Watch, you're not watching enough tape. Okay, well, here we are, and we are to this point, and it is clearly decided now that Derek Brown is the much higher prospect. So quick pat on the back, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. Shocking that Ryan Roberts pats himself <laughs> on the back on our podcast. Uh, I want to now shift our focus from getting a little bit more specific here. One of the things you hear in draft circles and from analysts and even from scouts is they're always going to have – a guy, you know, their own guy, their their guy, the guy that they will stand on a table for and say, like, this guy is better than people are giving them credit for. This is somebody you need to pay attention to for any position group. Alex, I want to know who your guy is. Who is your guy for this defensive line group? Who do you think it should be talked about more? And this one doesn't surprise me because this was your guy at the, at, before the season even started. Yeah, it's someone that I liked a lot going into the year, and nothing's changed because he hasn't put on any more tape. Uh, but a 2021 prospect that I'm a, a big fan of the upside, really, is Levi Nwuzurike from Washington, someone I've tweeted about quite a bit uh, over the last few weeks especially, but the athletic upside of this guy is ridiculous. Uh, I don't love how Washington used him in that Washington uh, front, but you know, moving him around and everything, I think this guy is a one-gapping, penetration-style athletic freak on the interior and I think we haven't even scratched the surface of what this guy can be I really want to see him go someplace where there's going to be you know big steps taken into his development of his hand usage and his ability to to stop the run because this guy has some quick wins on his tape that I think are going to translate to the next level and those quick wins on the interior is what you need to get those to get production you know you talk about those interior defensive line and those rare interior defensive line that can get sacks the Aaron Donald's the Grady Jarrett's of of the NFL and those guys are thought of as the top guys because of how quickly they can disrupt the backfield. And I see that litter all throughout Levon Wuzurike's tape. I think he needs to work a little bit on his lower body strength. I think he could, he could stand to, to add some, add some strength there, but the upside with this guy is a lot of fun. I, he's a borderline first round grade for me. He ended up with a high two. Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of Levon Wuzurike. My dude is a freak. Levi can move, dude. Yes. He is a three-tech waiting to happen. And we talk about, like, hey, that 3-4 system that Washington plays, it probably doesn't play to Levi's advantage playing that defensive end role in their 3-4, you know, because right. he's playing 
five tech, four eye at some points. And the guy that I wanted to highlight is actually a player that fits that mold. And that's Deo Odiingbo, who is the, he's listed a lot. Like if you go to many sources, they're going to list him as an edge. They're going to say he's a defensive end because he's listed at like 6'5", 280 pounds. And he does play in some multiple situations at Vanderbilt when they play some four down linemen. He does play at defensive end, 4-3 defensive end. But in the majority of snaps, he is playing that 3-4 again, playing five technique, inside shade of the tight end. He's playing some four eye, um, inside shade of the tackle a lot when he's in a four eye and even four head up on the tackle at times. And he is an outstanding football player, man. And the, the numbers last year specifically did not jump off because I think he had like 13 and a half tackles for loss, but he only had like two sacks. But when you look at how they use him, that guy is gaining extension and he is holding the point of attack. They're not asking him to get in attack mode. I think we saw this year there's a lot more pass rush potential than we, we um, that than was put on the film in 2019. We saw some more sacks in 2020 in an abbreviated season, and we saw the talent that he has. This kid's going to be 6'5", 290 pounds, and playing in a three-man front and just eating tight ends for dinner trying to down block him. Like That is going to be his role. And then I think in... In some instances, if you want to go four down linemen in password situations, you're going to move him into three tech and let him feast because I think that guards are going to have a hard time against this type of length. This kid is not only 6'5", a little hair over 6'5", but he also has 35-plus inch arms. So this kid looks the part. He's not the bendy athlete that you're going to want at defensive end in a four-man front, but working inside of tight ends and tackles in an odd-man front, this kid has the goods, and I am a big fan of Deo Odiengbo. Yeah, aside from some of the traits that you mentioned, the length that this guy has, this guy's just smart. He's savvy football player. He really understands angles in the run game. And you see, you saw it more in the pass game this year, his ability to rush the passer, as you you alluded to as well. This guy's fun. He, he plays in that Vanderbilt defense, which you, you don't see much good coming out of that Vanderbilt defense to, to, to you know, to be nice about it, but no, this is a good football player, and he surprised me. This is someone that you were tweeting about uh, a few weeks ago, I, I guess it has been now, uh, just dumping film on Twitter as you do every once in a while. And this guy's put he put up some impressive tape, and I went uh, watched a couple games from 2019 and watched uh, one game of 2020 before moving on to another interior guy. And this guy, uh, Deo, is a fun football player. He's really really savvy. I think he's going to be someone that. I don't know how much upside there is. Like you said, he lacks that bend, kind of natural athleticism, I think, a little bit. Uh, unlike some, you know, Levi Muzurike, for example. But I think this guy is going to come in and have an impact right away because I think he's a very polished player in his, in his just savviness at the line of scrimmage overall. We're going to discuss who we believe or who you guys believe is the best prospect at this position group. Before we do so, we're just going to take a short commercial break. All right, guys, I know you're both excited here to share who you believe is the best in the group. And it's not like this guy is heads above everybody else to an extent where he deserves to be a top 15 player. I'm getting the nods from Ryan that he says this guy is heads above everybody else. Maybe not a top 15 player, but this guy's talented. And you guys are both on the same page here. I want to hear it, Ryan. Why are you such a fan? I'm just going to come out and say it. Christian Barmore from Alabama finished the year strong. Ryan, why is he your number one guy? My mock draft last week actually had him go number 14 to the Minnesota Vikings. Really? Just put it out there. So he is a top 15 player, according to me. Well, not a top 15 player, but he went top 15 in that mock draft. I think, and this, I, you know, not toot my horn again. You guys are going to make fun of me and say I am, but I, I called this one in the summer. I absolutely did. And I will say 
we're looking at size and length, 6'5", long arms, playing anywhere from a zero all the way out to a three, and sometimes even a five in that Alabama odd man front. And this kid can absolutely move. And he can create power in tight spaces. He's not just... You know, a gifted athlete. This kid is six foot five, three hundred fifteen plus pounds of a gifted athlete, and plus very, very strong. Only a redshirt sophomore, so he's still tapping into it. So, and he's not a finished product, which is the scary part about it. He had like seven or eight sacks this year from the interior, and that was working himself into shape early on in the year. He wasn't playing great football the first couple of games. He missed the first game because he was coming back from an off uh, from a off season injury. And he was working himself back in the play sheet, but you saw it down the stretch. I mean, we saw him against Notre Dame. We saw him against Ohio State in the championship game. Like, this guy's a game wrecker, man. And, and he, again, can play anywhere from zero out to five in spurts. And I think that there's a lot of Marcel Darius, who was a Al- former Alabama defensive tackle, win the first round. I think there's a lot of, to him in that, in that mold. Now, Marcel got into the NFL, and he was dominant early on in his career with Buffalo and then kind of you know, went downhill a little bit because it just seemed like he wasn't keeping himself in the best shape in the world. But Christian Barmore, I think, has all the athletic gifts, and we'll see what what the uh, work ethic is with him. But man, just from a physical perspective, the kids the kid could be special, and he's a Philly guy. So shout out to him. Uh, shout out to the, him. that was the one thing you had to throw in there, of course. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you, Christian Barmore, man. Uh, he he was at the top of my list. Uh, he was at one A one B with Marvin Wilson for me coming into the summer. Marvin Wilson did not impress, and Christian Barmore was on that same trek early on in the season. He got off to a slow start, like you said, and. But, man, he came on strong towards the end. And you, much like a lot of players this year with the COVID and and, and everything delaying uh, getting in the building and getting working out, he did. I think he just wasn't in that football playing shape early on in the season. But, man, down the stretch when he got, he got in a rhythm, he was the best player on the football field at times. I mean, there were at times during that, that playoff that he was – the best player on that defense and there's Patrick Sertan on that defense and you know there's a Dylan Moses fan there's good football players all across that defense but Christian Barmore looked like the most dominant player on the field for a lot of that uh, college football playoff it's the flashes with him and he did it in 2019 and that's what put him at the top of both of our positional rankings going into the summer and man here at the end he put it together and showed that he can on a snap by snap basis just dominate the point of attack with Notre Dame offensive linemen these are some of the best offensive linemen in the country and then Ohio State, who had, you know, Wyatt Davis went down, but Wyatt Davis and Josh, you know, they have some guys on that offensive line. And Christian Barmore just are the best player in the trenches for, for most of that time. So, uh, yeah, Christian Barmore for me, again, is a top guy. I, I have him as a, a late first round grade. Uh, I think he's going to end up being taken in probably that 16 to 25 range. I think that's kind of his sweet spot. Um, barring any trades and everything. But, yes, so Christian Barmore is the top guy. I think it is head and shoulders uh, above the the rest. Uh, I was saying before we we got recording, Davion Nixon is someone that's kind of come on strong from Iowa. I haven't watched him yet. So out of everyone I've evaluated, which is all the top guys outside of Nixon, he is far and away the the best guy for me. Uh, as much as I love Levi and Uzurike, I mean, I'm taking Christian Barmore 100 times out of 100 just because he's more of a finished product. We're going to wrap up today's show with a discussion on underhyped and overhyped prospects for this defensive tackle group. Before we do so, folks, let's talk about Kansas City Stakes. Oh, a new sponsor. With a new year comes tons of new big games in sports. With big games, you need big stakes. Kansas City Stakes has the cuts you crave to celebrate the playoffs 
and the big game. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and save up to $25 on combos perfect for your game day. Plus, get free shipping with code Believe B-L-E-A-V, at checkout. Try out the new snack pack combos featuring small plates with big flavor, mini beef Wellington steak, burger sliders, mac and cheese melts, and also shrimp wrapped in bacon. Oh my God, that sounds good. I'm so hungry right now. Every order is flash frozen, delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed on your money or your money back. Basically, every cut of meat imaginable plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. Again, go to KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and use promo code BELIEVE. B-L-E-A-V, B-L-E-A-V at checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks, big games, big taste. All right, now all that talk of steak. I'm still hungry. Hungry to hear who you guys have as your sleepers for this draft class. So there's always going to be guys that no one's talking about, and I want to get down to that. Ryan, who is somebody that people are not talking about that they should be? I feel like we should have did that. We should have done that ad read before Christian Barmore because he is the Kansas City Stakes of this defensive line class. Thank this you. This was a bad joke. I'm going to keep moving on keep moving. here. My guy that I think <laughs> is going to outperform. That was bad. I know. I'm almost, I'm, I'm almost a dad. We need so to edit look, that one out. Look, look, no, look, I'm look, keeping look, that. Look. You make a bad joke, it stays. <laughs> <laughs> so my guy that I think is a little undervalued and will outplay his maybe potential billing right now. Um, so Tulane actually has two guys this year on the defensive line that are guys that received some hype draft-wise. Wasn't as big a Patrick Johnson fan, but Cameron Sample is a super interesting player. Number five, he plays defensive end in their uh, in their even front, playing a true defensive end just trying to set the edge, doing all these types of things. He is an odd body type for that. He is 6'3", 280 plus pounds. Reminds me a lot of Marvin Davidson, uh, Marlon, sorry, Davidson that came out of Auburn last year, who had played kind of that strong, big, big framed edge for Auburn, but was valued more inside. And I think that's where Cameron Sample is going to go because he's not an edge setter um, with incredible. Incredible bend, incredible flexibility. This dude is a heavy-handed mauler who is going to be able to take advantage of the fact that he is a better athlete than most guards. And I think that he is going to be a true three-tech in a 4-3 alignment who can move around a little bit. And I think that he's kind of really underutilized in that Tulane system by how they played him. But I think there's some interior juice there as a pass rusher. And I think that he's got really heavy hands. He can be at base 4-3 defensive end, probably on rundowns, because I think that he can do that because he does have... Again, good hands, gets good extension. But my guy playing inside on third and third down in obvious passing situations, put him inside in an outside shade of the guard, let him go to work. He's got a lot of interior potential. Cameron Sample from Tulane. Yeah, for me, my uh, sleeper is going to be someone that I actually brought up in our, I forgot, I brought up in our interior defensive line preview show over the summer, and that was my sleeper going into the year, and I still think he's a sleeper today, and that's Osa Odo. Odig Izua. Oh, I had it right before the show, yeah, and I we, just we, messed it up. We all, we all practiced Odig it, and you just butchered it. What I, are you look, doing, man? <laughs> no, it's it's all the O names. We talked about Odiingbo, Onuzurike, and I just can't get them all right. It's all <laughs> going together, maybe. Um, but no, so Osa for me is just a high upside guy. 
I love the athleticism. He has that wrestling background that some people love. Three-time state champion in high school. Fun fact. Uh, but Osa Odigazua, oh man, I'm struggling today. He is a he, he's just the best athlete uh, on the interior of either side of the football every time he plays, and he's just flashes right now, and that's that's why he's still considered a sleeper. Is it's just flashes? But if someone can hone in on that athleticism and kind of teach him how to play the position because he's really, really green to the position currently. I think this guy has a has a lot of potential. I think someone's going to take an early day three pick on him because of that upside. And I, look, he, he's going to be he's a he's a high floor, low ceiling guy. He's either not going to be in the league in three years, or he's going to be one of the more impactful defensive tackles in 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 the NFL in about four or five years. So, uh, so for me, it's UCLA's. Osa Odigazua. I got it that time. There we go. Now let's get to overhyped players. I'm always interested to hear who you guys think are not as good as everybody else hypes up. And it usually kind of comes down to people not really understanding what to properly value. So it tends to be consistent with a number of guys. And it tends to be guys that really stand out in the sense of like, oh, that makes sense why he might be overhyped. And both of these guys that you have here have very high draft projection right now. And I think higher than they're really expected to go. So Ryan, your guy is somebody who you keep seeing pop up as a late first rounder, possibly early second rounder. And I can tell you right now that you're definitely not buying into that. No, I, I mean, so the player to begin with is USC's J2 Fele, and he opted out this year. And I have seen in several, several platforms and several, um, several evaluators have him in a, as a top twenty player, and I'm watching him. And I, 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 he's a guy that I went back to because I there's some people that I really respect that have him as a you know a top thirty, top twenty type player. So I'm I went back, I watched again. I don't get it. I really don't get it, man. Because like he's he got a solid build. He's listed at like six three, three ten. Like he looks good. He's athletic in a straight line. He is a linearly explosive athlete. There is no doubt. When he gets an advantage playing on the outside shade of guards and he gets a step and he has a good uh, jump off the snap, he's a tough guy to handle. Absolutely. He can play gap to gap, just similar to kind of Levi and Wuzurike. I think they're kind of similar molds, really are. The struggling I have is if you are so athletic and you have this size profile, why are you just not that pr- productive? To start out with, I know that we're talking about box score scouting. That obviously is something that no one should do, right? But at the end of the day, it is about on field production. And if you're this good of an athlete and you're this special of an athlete, potentially on the interior, where's the production? I'm looking for it. I can't find it. And I'm just, I'm looking and I'm like, flexibility is okay. Straight line is really good. But, like, I don't think that he has a very strong lower half. I think that he can get pushed around a little bit. I don't think he has great spatial awareness. I don't think he gets off of blocks very well. And then I'm looking at this guy, and if you're talking about me about a defense, interior defense line potentially being a top 20, top 30 pick, I need disruptive. I need guys that are making a bunch of plays in the backfield. I need guys that are creating interior pressure. Where is it for this kid? I'm just missing it with him. I think that there are tools to work with. But if you're selling me him like, hey, mid, late second, early third round pick, I'm like, okay, cool, because I can see the upside and I can clamor to that a little bit. But to get people that are putting him in the first round, I do not get it. I just really don't. Yeah, that's J2 Fele is someone that I've talked about liking a lot. 
And that was until I realized where everyone else had them. And I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. I think this is a someone that you spend a late second and early third round pick and you hope to develop it. I don't think he plays with good leverage. I don't think he knows how to use his hands right now, but the athleticism is what intrigued me. And I really, really do like his athleticism. He has some fun, quick wins. As we talk about, as I've talked about before, is just so important on the interior, uh, especially at the next levels to get those quick wins. And he can do that, but there's so few and far between right now. And like you said, that production, you're playing in the Pac-12 and I'm not going to, you know, Pac-12 offense, interior offensive lineman, you, you should be dominating if you're going to be this top 20, top 30 player. So he might crack my top 50. He'll be in that that range, that 50 to 60 range for me. I do still like him as a, as a player, but I just don't understand the first round hype. So I'm, I'm with you. That's an overhyped prospect. And for me, it's someone else. I think the general consensus has kind of fallen a little bit. People are starting to come around, and that's Jalen Twyman from Pitt, uh, someone I talked about not liking as much over the summer, and it still stands true today. It's someone that he has some fun. He has a fun highlight tape because he he has some splash plays uh, where he's beating up on bad offensive linemen. But this guy, you can't put him on the field for three downs. He he cannot play on first and second down, third and short. He is a pass rush only into your lineman. And where's the value in that? Uh, you're talking about someone that's probably going to go on day two somewhere at this point. And I don't see any value in someone that is going to get blown off the ball as bad as he does by ACC offensive linemen in college. What's going to happen when he goes up against these big hog mollies in the NFL? Like, what is he going to do? It, I, he is just not a run defender at all. I think he he's someone that you're going to throw in there, and I'll be happy to throw him in there on third and long. But outside of that, I don't know. I don't know where his value is uh, playing on a play by play basis, and that's just not someone I want to bet on with a top 50, top 60 pick in the, in the draft. So I'm out on Jalen Twyman as a whole. I think he has some fun athletic athleticism right now, but I think he's kind of reached his peak. He looks, his build right now is as good as it gets for him. I You, you don't see him, if he adds weight, he loses that athleticism that makes him such a great pass rusher. And what is he going to be? Just this average guy that's just going to fill up a depth piece on the, I just, look, I'm just going to be out on Jalen Twyman. I don't, I don't see that top 50 potential in him. You know, it'd be fun if we could actually combine J2 Fele and Jalen Twyman together and give like That's the, a good point. Because Twyman has nice nuance, he has nice hands, and if you gave that to an athletic profile like a J2 Fele, because Twyman also has a pretty solid first step quickness. Yeah. But if you put like his athletic components into a Twyman with his hands and just the the consistency that he has to win early in reps, then we're cooking. Then we're talking about a potential first rounder. But the fact of that there's just something missing in both players really makes some kind of a hollow evaluation to a degree. Yeah, you don't know what to do with them overall. That's that's really what it comes down to. You have these guys that have one aspect of the position but not the other. And, and that's, where, that's where we're missing it with first-round hype on a position that's generally not valued in the first round. Well, folks, I think that's a great spot to end up on, helping us highlight this defensive line class. We're going to continue to progress through these position groups uh thursday we'll have another interview coming your way folks make sure you hit that subscribe button to stay up to date on all of our shows and follow us on social media at nfl prospects pod at joe DeLeon, at alex gilstrap and at rise and draft as well as at believe podcast on twitter and instagram and head to believe.com to find our show as well as hundreds of other amazing shows Thank you, folks, for tuning in. We will talk to you on Thursday with another fantastic interview.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.